Alright, what is going on everybody? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. We have a lot we have a lot to talk about today. A lot of sports related stuff to talk about today. So let's just get let's just get right into it. We're gonna start everything off with the NBA Finals. Of course, game four was on Saturday. Uh, we will be breaking that down right now. Game five will be up tonight. Uh, but let's get right into it. Of course, in game four, the Raptors were able to get it done. 105 to 92. Two to take the three to one series lead. I, for one, am very surprised, but let's get right into the stats. Kawhi Leonard led all scores with 36 points. He also put up 12 boards. He also had two assists, so a great game from him. Another legendary game from him. Uh, they're trying to put him in the likes of Jordan, but uh, let's see. Let's see if he can get another title run, uh, maybe two or three more. Maybe we can talk. This one is great, though, but I'm not going to say he's Jordan just yet. He also got some help from uh, Pascal Siakam. 19 points from him. He also put up five rebounds. Serge Ibaka had another turn the clock game because I have not seen him perform this well since 2012 when he was with OKC, but he had 20, uh, 20 points. He also had four rebounds. For the Warriors, you pretty much got a split, uh, Splash Brothers compilation. Steph had 27 points, six assists. He also had four rebounds. Klay Thompson also put up two, uh, 28 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Let's break down some team stats real quick just to, guys, to, get, you, to get you guys another layer of what happened. Um, for Toronto, they shot 41.9% from the field. Golden State actually had the better uh, shooting percentage, though, at 44.9. Now, I did watch this game a couple times. I also watched this uh, live and had a breakdown uh, pretty much during the game. I had a pretty much the game pretty much broken down to me. Um, and the thing about it is Toronto might have finished uh, with a lower shooting percentage, but they had just as many good shots as Golden State. And uh, they pretty much struggled uh, really in the first half. By the time the third or fourth quarter came around, uh, they were pretty much, I, I wouldn't say lights out, but a lot better. Uh, they were pretty much scoring. I wouldn't say at will again, but Kawhi was able to do his thing. Of course, Kyle Lowry was able to drop his buckets. You also got a few good shots from Danny Green as well. So it rose over the course of the game uh golden state they really started off hot they really were up in the raptors but again uh their turnovers they had 17 turnovers uh the and Toronto also forced 12 steals, so not really a good look for the for the Warriors. Uh, really sloppy control of the ball, uh, especially in the first half. Uh, actually, they they were kind of sloppy in the second half too, which kind of led uh, to them losing this one. In my opinion, uh, Toronto played really well defensively. And another good fact here is that they shot 95% from the free throw line. And uh, you know, I know it's it's not normally the most glamorous part of the game, but if you're going, if your team is going up to the line at least twenty times, twenty or more times, uh, that's twenty plus points every time. You know, if your team is going up there a lot, so uh, to convert on those again, that's that's an extra twenty points that that helped the Raptors a lot. This edge that that helped them, in my opinion, edge out this game. Uh, one of the reasons why they edged out this game. Uh, but we do have game five coming on tonight. Of course, there is uh, the possibility that Kevin Durant plays. He has been listed as questionable. Uh, again, I think Golden State has been uh, a little bit. Um, negligent on really leading us in on really what's going on with Kevin Durant. I think his uh, injury is a lot more significant than what they've been saying. Uh, they've been saying it's a calf, but he has not showed up since the second round. I think it's much serious than that. Uh, I think the media, not only, you know, Golden State's media and their uh, medical staff, uh, but the media in general is in on this. They have not really talked about it. They have not really gotten to the bottom of really what's bother bothering Kevin Durant, I don't feel. And uh, they, they keep just 
putting out the narrative he's going to be there eventually. He's going to be there eventually. Um, if he does not play tonight, I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't think he plays at all. And I don't think his presence is really at all needed. And I don't think it's going to really uh, make a difference at this point. I think Toronto is in a mode right now, in a championship mode, where they're not scared. They're not going to back down. And a non-100% uh, DeMarcus Cousins and a non-100% KD is, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they can. I'm going to say it right now. You're going to if they if the Warriors are going to do it, uh, they're just going to be based on the Splash Brothers. The Splash Brothers got to go back to, you know, who they were uh, in that first that first go around. It was them. It was it was Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Uh, maybe some Iggy and some Iggy too. Uh, they able to get those that those four in there, and they can have some miraculous. Uh, Three more miraculous games, four more miraculous games, then you got something. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not begging, I'm not banking on an 85 percent or 70, 75 percent Demarcus Cousins, maybe an 80 percent Demarcus Cousins, and a, and a 60 percent or lower KD. I don't think Kevin Durant is all that healthy. I think he's a little bit uh, deconditioned just because of the time he spent out. Uh, I don't think those two guys are really ready for this. Uh, I think Toronto is. I think uh, Kawhi, he's still strong and he's ready. Uh, again, if if Golden State is going to win, it'll have to be that original that original uh that original four, the Splash Brothers. Uh, you also have to have uh, some Iggy, play, Iggy playing some quality defense, maybe on uh, Iguod, uh not on, not uh, he'll play some solid defense on Kawhi. And again, you have to have some Draymond Green. Uh, it'll have to be those those original guys that's going to do it. I I don't see the peripheral guys I, at this point. I call. Um, Demarcus Cousins and, and 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 KD just peripherals. They're just extensions to what you guys, the greatness that you guys have already built. I don't think you guys have needed those guys. I think you needed those guys to take to take those teams out of the mix that they originally came from out of the mix. To be honest, to make sure you had a, you know, an easier path. That's the only reason why I think now that they got them. Uh, looking at everything now, but um, you know. It's going to come down to who's really the better team, uh, and it's going to be the Warriors or the Raptors. Um, if the, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, the Warriors can win tonight and go back to Oakland. I know everybody will be a little bit relieved, but think about it this way: in this, in what, in what reiteration of the Warriors have you seen them lose two straight home playoff games? You know, it's not a gimme they win that game six in Oakland. I mean, they might, they might, you know, uh, put on for one night and and have a really great game. Uh, and but then guess what? They gotta go back to Toronto. Can they win in Toronto? They stolen one in Toronto. Uh, maybe they can win tonight. Uh, but we already know Toronto can win in Oakland as well. They've won two straight in Oakland. On top of that, and matter of fact, if you're going back to the last season, oh, actually to, to the regular season, excuse me, uh, that would have been um, three straight three straight uh, road victories for uh, Toronto and Oakland. So it's not it's not going to be a cakewalk, cakewalk for the Warriors, even if they get through this game. I uh, wish them all the luck. I wish uh, Buena Suerte to the Raptors as well. I'm looking to see some good basketball. Of course, y'all already know I don't really have a dog in the fight, um, but I'm looking to see some good basketball get played. All right, y'all. I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'll be talking some NFL news. We are getting close to the season, uh, but we do have some drama lurking. Uh, we have a couple stories to talk about there, and then we're going to also talk some MLB uh, as well. We're going to wrap everything up with some baseball. Uh, we'll be talking about some rookie signings last week. They had their draft. Uh, we're going to be talking about a few signings today, uh, and then also we're going to be ta- uh, breaking down the scores from yesterday, and we'll also be going over the standings at the moment to start off the week. So we'll be right back, y'all. All right.
All right, y'all. I am back. Like I said, I got a couple NFL stories to talk about. Of course, we are still in the midst of the offseason. But, but you know what? The drama, it never dies. And it don't matter what sport. There's always some drama. So let's get right into it. Uh, this this story is coming from Hollywood, Florida. This is the offseason home of star running back for the New York Jets, Le'Veon Bell. His two quote-unquote girlfriends uh, recently robbed him and took uh, took away, took about five more took more than five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry from his home like i said it's in hollywood florida i believe that is where he's from now he uh this happened on may the 25th it's just now being reported and being you know i guess uh pursued and everything like that uh but he left the two chicks at his house while he went to the gym dumb idea I'm going to say they ended up taking, a, I believe it was maybe a few more items uh, outside of this, but a few of the main items that they took was a were a black panther pendant, two gold chains with diamonds and a Rolex watch. Man, oh, man, um, they still haven't made any arrests yet. I don't think I think they, of course, I mean, since they're his girlfriends and I use that term loosely because. No real girlfriend is going to rob you. Now, maybe these fake girlfriends that you meet online or meet after you get some significant sum of money or a car or something like that. Those type of girlfriends, they might rob you. Uh, but a real girlfriend who's been with you through thick and thin, I, I don't. I don't see them doing that. So I don't like the term girlfriend here. I guess they didn't want to use hoes or prostitutes because that's probably what I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. If I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not even gonna think, I'm not even gonna contemplate like that, cause I don't get down like that. I'm not, I'm not bringing two women that I don't really know like that to my house, and then got the nerve to leave. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna leave some random people at my house, dog. I, I don't know what's up with these dudes, with that got this money that they they can do whatever with all these women. Like, look, look, I got I'm gonna bring these two hoes to my house, and you know that's how you're thinking, and that's why they left, they left you with, they left you, and and lifted you from five, they lifted five thousand five hundred thousand dollars with the jewelry off you. Now, mind you, he's lucky nothing serious happened to him because um, there was a story that I came across uh, about a week or so ago about this guy. I want to say back east. I want to say in Boston or something like that. It was his birthday, and he had the same little situation. He invited a couple little, you know, they not. Let's just say what they are. They they hookers. They prostitutes. Let's not lie about this. I don't know why they put the word girlfriends in in the print in the newspaper because maybe they they didn't want to hurt them women's feet. No, that's who they were. That's what they they was hired. I'm telling you, they was hired women. They were hired women. Le'Veon Bell hired them. Ain't with no girlfriends. You know, two girlfriends gonna be at the same house at the same time with dude. That ain't that don't work like that. He paid for them girls anyway. In another similar situation, there was his brother. Of course, he wasn't famous or nothing like that. But again, like I said, it was his birthday, and he invited three women over to his uh, hotel room. They over here getting high, they chilling. This is not Le'Veon Bell, by the way. This is just another situation that was kind of similar. Um, and what happened was they, like I said, they were smoking, chilling. Um, the girls were dancing and they had it on camera too. And, and out of nowhere, the, the chicks leave and then they, 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 they set him up. They brought two dudes to the house, came in there and shot him and robbed him. He lucky that it not, Le'Veon Bell lucky that it did not happen to him because that's what, the, that's the type of stuff these, these hoes will do to you. That's why I say, don't use the word girlfriend. When you see that in, and you see a situation where it says the word girlfriends and it says that they, they took something from him, they took something from him, or they stole something. It ain't no girlfriend. Those were hoes that he hired. And lucky they didn't set his ass up. They didn't slip the Mickey on his ass. That's all I'm saying. Like they, like they did on Saturday with that, with that Harlem Knights. They lucky, he lucky they didn't do that to him because that, that happens a lot 
a lot. So young men, especially some brothers that got some money, some type of stuff going on for them, be careful about who you letting into your business. Be careful about who you inviting over to your house. Be careful about who you letting into your personal space like that, because obviously they gonna steal from you. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. And I'm if I and I'm referring to them women as hoes. Now that does not mean every woman is a hoe. I'm not gonna say that. So don't come up from your soapbox saying you 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 give you talking bad about women. And you no no no. The two women that robbed him of 500k were hoes, and they were hired to be like that. Don't don't try to don't let the media twist it. They were not his girlfriends. So no, don't no girlfriends rob from nobody. It's not your real girlfriend. Anyways, moving on, we got some issues going out there in Washington D.C. Um, I'm sorry, fam. Y'all left tackle Trent Williams don't want to be there no more. Y'all star left tackle, he's had enough of it. He skipped off-season uh, practices and workouts and does not want to play for the Skins next year. A report um, from CBS NFL analyst Jason Lockenfloor, who's a really notable uh, source. He's really into it. Trust me, if you anybody who knows anything about the NFL media, anything like that, Lockenfloor is on top of these things, uh, a lot of these things at least. Uh, but he confirms Williams is at odds with the team for how they uh, handled his current injury. Pretty much they Kawhi Leonard him uh, in, in more words than one. The report also states that he has already told teammates that he wants to be traded or release. So he's not he's not playing. He don't want to play for the Redskins. He's mad. They did not treat him well. Uh apparently he had surgery in February, which I did not know about, to remove a dangerous growth on top of his head. Uh it was malignant. Uh there was no I don't think it was a tumor or nothing like that. Uh but there was a like I said it was a growth coming out of his head and he could have missed all of next year, all of this coming season anyway. Uh, now, this is a problem for Washington right now because currently they don't really have any left tackles to, to, to roll with. Uh, their backup, Garen Christian, uh, he's also he's co- he's recovering from an MCL, and he might not be back until the season starts. And you also got Eric Flowers, who, let's just be honest here, is trash. And uh, another another situation there that they got going on is the fact that they just drafted a rookie quarterback, I believe, a several, in the second round. I mean, not in the second round, but he was a seventh pick in the first round, Dwayne. Haskins, he's going to need somebody to block for him. He's going to need somebody to protect him. That is his blind side over there on the left tackle spot. So, um, bad situation coming out of Washington. I don't know uh, exactly what the Redskins did. Uh, you know, there was no, I mean, he did tweet that he was going to be all right and all that, but he never really mentioned exactly what the Redskins did. Uh, again, it's just complaints about how they mismanagement maybe they you know didn't take it seriously maybe they didn't tell him to go to the right uh doctor the right facilities uh who knows but he's not feeling the he's not feeling dc no more that's unfortunate because um i felt like dc was uh, at least the redskins were a few couple pieces away uh from being able to you know definitely compete for that that division title uh they had it they i mean they drafted a solid quarterback they dropped some solid pieces this year uh they have a pretty solid running game coming back they do have a rookie uh a well pretty much a rookie uh they they drafted him last year uh, a running back by the name of Darius Geis out of LSU he did not play last year he had a season ending injury um but he'll be back next year you also got AP there OG getting some carries you don't really have no receivers there but you have a solid defensive core but now without that uh that left tackle I don't know what to say um some drama but everywhere you go 
it's drama. Even right now, the NFL season hasn't even started yet. Unfortunately, the Redskins, you might have screwed yourselves out of the divisional title. I don't want to say it just now, but it sucks if y'all can't get him to come back. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, and like I said, I'm going to wrap everything up with some MLB news. I'll be going over some rookie signings. Uh, that is the major news so far. And then uh, we'll be going over some scores from yesterday. And then, like I said, we'll be wrapping everything up with the standings as well. So I'll be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all, I am back. We're going to talk some baseball news real quick. Like I said, we'll be going over the scores from yesterday as well as the standings. Uh, but let's get right into it. Like I said, the MLB draft was last week, and we're going to be breaking down some of these signings as the days go along. But let's get right into it for today. Uh, the Dodgers have agreed to a deal with right-handed pitcher Ryan Pepiot, uh, the third-round selection, the 102nd pick overall out of Butler University. Uh, they recently agreed to a deal with him. He is the 72nd best prospect, according to MLB.com. He was also ranked 33rd by ESPN's Keith Law, who is a high, highly touted source in terms of baseball. So, um, again, you might see players ranked differently on the actual MLB website than in, in, um, as opposed to different sources. That's just that's just how it goes. Um, it's just a little bit weird. It's just everybody has their own little ranking system and what they hold crucial. Uh, so, uh, for uh, Pepiot, he relies heavily on his changeup and his strikeout rate at, at the moment he well actually he had 101 last season for Butler uh, that's actually pretty good his he has a 2.62 ERA which is average but to be honest it's actually comparable to somebody like a Justin Verlander who I talked to you guys about uh, last week he is an all-star he is an all-star candidate that being Justin Verlander he has similar um, ERA a uh, little bit above two he also has a lot of strikeouts as well uh, for Ryan Ryan Pepiot, though he did finish last season uh, with a 6-0 record, uh, like I said, that are that's uh, 6-0 record. Uh, his 2.62 ERA, uh, that is good for fourth in the conference. He's also 45th in the NCAA uh, for hits allowed per nine innings. So he did not give a lot of hits. He did not give up a lot of hits as well. So uh, he's looking to be, I don't think he goes and I don't think he involves himself into the starting Dodgers rotation right away. Um, but I think because of where he's rated, because of the, the skill set he has, uh, I don't see why not they put him through the AAA real quick and then see try to then try to build him up over the course of uh, over the course of his season, then try to call him up to the major league. But I think he's definitely a day one AAA starter. Uh, moving on to the Blue Jays, uh, they made some moves as well. They signed their second round, fifty uh, second overall pick, Kendall Williams, uh, out of high school uh, as well. His deal is about. Uh, 1.5 million as well. Uh, he was originally committed to Vanderbilt. Uh, he ended up going uh, for his high school years. He went to a uh, a, a pretty much a sports school. This is what they call it uh, out there in Brandon, Florida. It's called the IMG Academy. And the thing about these kids is this. At these places, they just do nothing but play football, play football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport have you. That's what they do at these schools. Uh, there's no real um, game footage on him, no real uh, game uh, scouting on him. They didn't, they didn't really play any of those. They just did a lot of just baseball working or whatever. Um, but apparently, he's supposed to be good enough to be uh, signing a commitment to Vanderbilt, who's a good 
baseball squad, mind you, uh, on a national level. Uh, but again, not not too many stats on this guy outside of his height, which is six uh, six six. He's also rated the fifty fourth best prospect among two hundred, uh, according to MLB MLB.com. He also has a low nineties fastball, which is really good. Uh, that's a that's a good strikeout pitch for a lot of guys. However, uh, that's a pitch that if it's not done right, could lead you as a pitcher to giving up a whole lot of home runs. So if he's able to diversify that arsenal, um, he'll eventually find his way into a starting spot as well. Uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays also uh, were able to sign their one of their uh, draft picks as well. They agreed to a deal with yet another pitcher, J.J. Gross. That is their uh, 36 overall pick. Pick, excuse me. He was rated the 24th best prospect on uh, MLB.com. He currently uh, possesses a capable slider and he also uh, also a good changeup. Uh, scouts project his velocity on his pitches. So basically, his fastball, his fastball should get better as he grows. So that's a good thing too. Uh, he's also another high school cat as as well. I believe he went to Cypress Ranch out there in Texas. I believe he gotta be a a senior. I'm ho I think he's a senior. These guys are all seniors. Um, again, he could have gone to Texas A&M, but he decided to go to pro route and sign the uh, sign sign on the dotted line. Again, these are three guys that I don't really see right away in a major league rotation. Meaning, um, you know, after they get signed, you'll see them in a Dodger jersey. Or for the case of this guy here, JJ Gross, I don't think you're gonna see him in a in a Tampa Bay Rays jersey right away. Uh, but you'll see him definitely do some double a or triple a and they'll 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 seem to make their way over time it looks like uh all three of these guys have some growing to do have some has some uh skill sets to to maintain or to develop especially for the case of jj gross they're already saying he needs to grow up a little bit uh get into his size he'll be able to pull off a capable fastball so there you go we got some other notable draft picks that they are still working out uh deals for uh, the first round draft pick the first round draft pick uh, coming out of uh, Oregon State uh, catcher Adley Rauchman he was picked up by the Orioles they're still working on his deal like I said he is the first overall pick last year at Oregon State he hit 16 home runs he had a 427 average he also put up 55 RBIs there is some um, negative drawback on him I think there was some history on him he might have done something uh, sexually uh, molestation something like that so uh, outside of that, he's a good player. Uh, like I said, Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles picked him up. They needed some type of good player. Uh, but outside of that drama that I think happened years ago, and they, they, I guess they figured it out or whatever, he's okay. He's a really good player, though. They think he can play multiple positions outside of catcher. So uh, for somebody like Baltimore who needs a good player, there you go. Uh, we also got shortstop Bobby Witt uh, coming out of Coleyville, Texas. Uh, Coleyville heritage high school in texas excuse me uh he got picked up uh by the kansas city royal that is there that is the second pick of the draft uh last year he had uh, well actually in 2018 he averaged a 446 and 10 home runs uh actually this season right here 2019 he had a 515 average he boosted that up significantly he also had a 15 home runs and 54 rbis and he was named the national player of the year and as far as my favorite team goes the oakland a's we had a 29th overall pick and we picked up shortstop logan davis out of Clemson he started every game at Clemson he had a career or a career average of 289 which is pretty solid he also had a 509 slugging average he also had an on-base percentage of three uh, 398 he also batted in 27 home runs and 87 RBIs throughout his career he was also named an all-american in 2019 uh, moving on we're gonna get to these scores real quick uh, we're gonna start off in the National League the Reds were able to get it done against the Phillies four to three uh, the red uh, the red 
Rays got it done against the Red Sox in, in some AL East action, 6-1. to one. Uh, For the Rays, they were led by their second baseman, Brandon Lowe. He had three hits. He also had three RBIs. Their third baseman, Yandy Diaz, also had four hits in the RBI as well. And their pitcher, Blake, uh, Blake Snell, excuse me, he picks up the win. Uh, he, had, he went for six innings, only gave up one run. He also had seven strikeouts as well. And as far as the Red Sox go, they got that one RBI from their second baseman, Marco Hernandez. Moving on, we got some NL action as well. Uh, actually, some interleague play. Excuse me. Uh, the D-backs beat up on the Blue Jays eight to two. For the D-backs, they were uh, they were led by their right fielder Tim Lacosto. He had a three-run triple, three-run triple, and the third baseman Eduardo Escobar had three hits in a run as well. And their pitcher Robbie Ray, uh, he went for f- uh, six and a half in uh, over six innings. Uh, five. He gave up five hits, but only two earned runs. He also had ten strikeouts, and he was given the win. Uh, for the D-backs and for the Jays, they got the one uh, RBI. Actually, they got one RBI from their uh, their catcher Danny Jensen. They also got a couple hits out of him as well. Moving on, uh, we got some more NL action going to the NL East. The Braves were able to get it done against the Marlins, seven to six. Uh, the Mets got it done against the Rockies, six to one. The Yankees beat the Indians by one run, seven to six is the final score there. The Twins, uh, they're still leading that AL Central. Uh, they got an easy win against the Tigers, twelve to two. We also got the Brewers getting it done against the Pirates, five to two. The Astros also beat the Orioles, four to zero. We got the White Sox beating the Royals. Royals 5-2. Uh, the, uh, the A's, excuse me, my A's get it done against the Rangers 9-8. Uh, we also got the Dodgers getting it done against the Giants 1-zip. The Mariners beat the Angels 9-3. The Nationals get it done against the Padres 5-2. And finally, the Cubs beat the Cardinals 5-1 in some NL Central action. as a very highly competitive division. This was an important game. Uh, for the Cubs, they were led by their left fielder, Kyle Schwarber. He had two hits and he also put in two RBIs. Their outfielder, Carlos Gonzalez, also hit a home run as well. He also batted in a run as well. And for their uh, their pitcher, uh, the win was picked up by Kyle Hendricks. He had seven innings. He went, in seven, he went for seven innings he gave up eight hits though but he only gave up one run as well he also had three strikeouts as for the Cardinals they did get a RBI from their second baseman Colton Long all right, y'all, we are almost there. We're going to break down these standings real quick to get y'all started for the week. Uh, we're going to start off in the AL East, as we usually do. And, of course, the Yankees are still on top. 40-24 and 24 is their record. They've gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10. However, the Rays have tied everything up, so they have the same exact record, 40-24. and 24. They've also gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So this is probably, at least between the top two teams here, this is a competitive battle right here. Right here. I don't know. Um, it could go all the way to the end of the year. Who knows? Uh, the third place spot, we have the Red Sox. They are at 34 and 22. They are seven games back. They are also five and five in their last 10. Uh, at the fourth and fifth place spots, we have the Blue Jays and the Orioles. The Blue Jays are currently at 23 and 45, at 42, excuse me. And the Orioles are at 20 and 45. You could pretty much eliminate both of those teams as of today. They're not going to make it to no playoffs. Uh, for the Central Division, we have the Twins. Like I said, they are still on top. They had that easy win against the Tigers. 43-21 and 21 is their record. They've gone 6-4 and four in their last 10. Up next, we have the Indians. They are just one game over 500 at 33-32. and 32. They are 10 and a half games back. They've gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They are slowly... Slowly uh, falling out of playoff contention. We also got the, the White Sox here. Uh, they are not 
even at 500. They are two games below at 31 and 33. 12 games back for them, and they've gone 6-4 and four in the last 10. Bringing up the rear, we have the Tigers and the Royals. The Tigers are at 24 and 38. The Royals are 24 and 45. Moving on to the AL West, and the Astros are yet again on top. 45 and 22 is their overall record. They've gone 8-2 and two in their last 10. Up next, we have the Rangers in the second spot, 34 and 30. Nine and a half games back. They've all they've gone seven and three in their last ten. In the third place spot are my A's. They are at 533 and 33 overall. Eleven and five. Uh, oh, sorry, eleven and a half games back, and they are four and six in their last ten. They gotta get something. Uh, they gotta get some type of pattern going. They gotta get some wins. Uh, at the fourth place spot, we have the Angels at 31 and 35, and we also have the Mariners at 28 and 41. Uh, we're gonna go to the National League, and we're gonna start off in the National League East. The Phillies are on top. Uh, once again, 37 and 28 is their overall record. They've gone four and six in their last 10. The Braves are in the second place spot. They are 36 and 29. They are just a game back and they've gone six and four in their last 10. Up next, we have the Mets at uh, 33 and 32 and 33. So one game below 500. They are currently five games back and they've gone seven. I'm sorry, five and five in their last 10. In the fourth place spot, we have the Nationals. They are 30 and 35. They've gone seven and three in their last 10 and finally uh in the last place spot we have the 23 and 40 florida marlins uh they are four and six in the last 10 or actually the miami marlins you can pretty much put an x on them as well they are done put a fork in those guys uh moving on to the nl central we have the brewers they are 38 and 20 uh sorry 39 and 28 seven and three in their last 10 uh up next we have the cubs they are 36 and 27 actually they are 37 and 27 uh they are just a half game back and they are six and four in their last 10. Uh, we also actually seven and three in their last 10. We have the Cardinals here. They are currently at 31 and 32. They are five games back. They've gone five and five in their last 10. Bring up the rear here in the central division. They might have an outside possibility to kind of challenge, uh, but we had the Pirates here, fourth place, 30 and 34, three and seven in the last 10. And finally, you have the Reds. They are 29 and 35 overall. Moving on to the western division, we have the Dodgers once again. They are on top, and they want to make sure they have the – nope, nope, nope. They don't have the best record in the league anymore. That goes to the Twins. Uh, but actually, no, they do have the best record in the league. Forgive me. 45-21, and 21, one less loss than the Astros. They are 8-2 and two in the last 10. Up next, we have the Rockies at 33-31. and 31. They are 11 games back. I don't know if they can make up the difference uh, to the first-place spot right now. But they are 64 in the last 10. We have the Diamondbacks. They are two games above 534 and 32. 6-4 and in the last 10. We also have the Padres. They are at 533-33. They are a little bit further away. I don't think they challenge at this point. Uh, but they have four and six in the last 10. And finally, bringing up the rear, we have the Giants at 26-38. and 38. They are also 5-5. Five and five in their last 10. All right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. My next episode, I will be bringing back the word on the street. There are two things to talk about. Uh, one is it looks like the U.S. has worked out a tariff deal with Mexico. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, the details, what it all means in the grand scale of things. And then finally, uh, we also have a story to talk about. There is some tension brewing uh, again with Iran. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and why that is. Um, in terms of sports, of course, we'll be covering game five of the NBA finals. We got some baseball news as we usually do. We are in the midst of that. Uh, we do have a review. I'm going to review. Uh, I'm going to do an artist review. Um, I'm going to do a perspective. I'll be 
this time around, uh, I know my first original one I did Nelly. Uh, this time around, I'm gonna be doing Side Day. So I'll be going, uh, just basically through her discography. I'll be listening to that over the next few days, just going over that, talking about my, and I'll uh, be sharing with you guys uh, some of my favorite tracks, my albums, breaking down her career, um, breaking down just kind of what her music meant to me. Uh, so that is what I have working in the future. Uh, but for now, I'm gonna call it a wrap. If you're looking to get in touch with me, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram with the same name, L Jamal Ajani. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. If you're looking to hook up with me on my Gmail, that is E L J Butler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is E L J butler 75 at gmail.com i also if you would like to uh make a donation as well it would totally help me out i am on uh, paypal at l jamal johnny as well and i also have a cash app as well and that should be under j butler uh once again y'all i'm gonna call it a wrap for today if anybody hasn't uh told you yet i love you uh y'all take care peace out one love and i'll holla at y'all later